What is up, people? I have missed you so much. So, so, so very much, guys. You probably didn't know, but I was away on a little mini uh, hiatus, and I am back and ready to crush it with you guys. Uh, so is the entire team here. The partners, Derek and Dean and myself, got back for another great episode talking a little bit about something different. We've had a run of construction episodes lately, which uh, had some great feedback, by the way, on uh, from a lot of people that had no idea about how construction financing works. But we're going to get back a little bit into equity and conversations around how you can do it and when you can use it and, and all those kinds of fun stuff. So long story short, we've seen a lot of trends so far for 2021. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to access equity to uh, buy investment properties, tips, tricks, um, equity for the purpose of saving money, other types of investments, big mistakes that people are making when it comes to accessing the equity, and just, just so much more stuff. I think at the end of the day, this episode is going to be another one of those bangers that you're going to listen to. You're going to get a ton of information out of and you guys are going to keep coming back to, or at least I hope so. So anyhow, uh, as always, we are thrilled to be your favorite podcast in Vancouver when it comes to uh, mortgages, real estate, and creating wealth. Uh, and another po another podcast listener has left us a review, which we eat up. Guys, again, I'll bang this drum all day long. Leave us a freaking review on iTunes. It takes you 30 seconds. Send us a five star. Let us know you did it. Send us a screenshot to at Thrive Mortgage Co. or at YVR Remo Show on Instagram. And we'll get you guys this awesome cup of coffee with our favorite positivity pug. Sorry, positivity pug. But positivity uh, Thrive mug special edition for uh, the podcast guests and listeners only. So uh, the most recent reviewer says full current and applicable information. I love this podcast. They're informative, but speak at a level the masses can understand. They are educated on the current market trends and the ins and outs of the industry. Thank you so much, Full Circle Beauty. Make sure to send us a screenshot so we can get you a beautiful mug. And by the way, I just want to send a shout out. We're halfway through the year 2021, as I mentioned earlier, and it's just been incredible with the feedback that we received for you all. We're getting so many people starting to reach out to to see if we're a good fit to serve them. Just ask questions and and uh, you know have us help you in your financial journey, whether it's investments, buying your first home, second home, or just making better financial decisions, which is our ultimate goal for the families that we work with. So. At the end of the day, I hope you guys enjoy the episode with myself, Alex McFadden, Dean Lawton, Derek Williamson, um, and we'll see you on the other side. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Hey guys, what's happening? Back again for another fun episode. Um, we've had a lot of interesting conversations lately about construction financing. A lot of good conversations around um, really just a variety of different topics. And um, one of the things that we found is that people really, really love to learn more about the different ways that they can access their home equity. We talk about it on our Instagram stories. We talk about it on our Facebook and we talk a lot about it in our videos about what to do and how to utilize equity. And so the number one question that we get on a day-to-day -day basis is like, how do I access my equity? What are some of the things that we can do with it? So, you know, halfway through 2021, our goal was to sit down and say, okay, like what are the, what are the common trends right now that we're helping our clients with as it pertains to equity? And, you know, what are some of the ways that you guys can do this and, and how can you take advantage of that going forward. So this episode is dedicated to uh, primarily people who either own a home 
or they just want to understand what they could do with the equity of their home and really understanding the trends in today's market as well as some of the pitfalls. So we'll talk a little bit about the things that you cannot do in the market right now. So, you know, Derek, we, we were uh, roundtabling on this one this morning and, and going through uh, some of the different trends so far this year. I mean, I think there's obviously a number one trend right now. And I think people just mis don't understand how the equity play works into this concept of of upsizing. So, you know, what do you take us off and, and talk a little bit about that? Yeah, super common. I mean, the market in the lower mainland, and I know a lot of pockets throughout Canada have boomed uh, since the pandemic hit. Property values have risen. Um, and what we're seeing a lot of is, you know, maybe somebody that bought their first home, maybe a condo or a townhouse three, four years ago, even two years ago now, um, their property values have gone up so much that they have this this big ball of equity built up in their home. And again, like we're going to touch on throughout this episode, there's a lot of ways to utilize that. But we've seen a lot of people that have actually um, figured out how to sell their property and get into something bigger, like get into that next step. Maybe it's a condo to a townhouse. Or we've seen a lot of people getting out of townhomes and actually into a detached home, which is an awesome, awesome uh, solution if you can make it work. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't think this is achievable just based on the prices of homes. Uh, we see a lot of people that are upsizing from strata into detached utilizing rental income. So buying a property with a suite or a coach house to help them cover their costs. And a lot of times people are actually coming out pretty much on par from a budgeting standpoint, like they're shelling out the same amount of money month over month now compared to their townhouse in their new detached home because rates have dropped. They're looking at rental income. Maybe they're accessing a 30-year amortization. If you get 20% down, you can do a 30-year amortization. Whereas maybe when you bought your first house with 5% down, you're capped at a 25 years. So financially, it makes a lot of sense for people. Obviously, there's costs to do this that you need to look into. You need to make sure you qualify before you sell your house. That's huge. Um, and like costs to, to typically, you know, sell and buy, it's not cheap. You're going to pay real estate fees. Uh, you're going to pay legal fees. You're going to have mortgage penalties. So there's a, a pretty detailed process that we run through just to make sure that everything aligns, make sure there's going to be enough money. And yeah, it's been super, super common. I'd say not even just this year over the last probably five or six years, but a ton this year, just given what the market's done and where rates are at. Yeah, it's been cool to see how many people have been able to retain the house that they're moving out of and turning that house into a rental, accessing the equity from that home to buy the the next home, the, the single family home or their dream home or, or just their next home for that matter, and being able to build their portfolio. I, I've definitely seen an uptick in that perspective for sure. It's not just because we've seen increased equity in a big way, but we've also seen rental rates go up significantly. It's pretty incredible. I, I you know, just looking at rental rates on Craigslist right now, it's pretty incredible what a townhouse is renting for today. I think Alex, you could probably talk on that personally. Um, just what what a townhouse would rent today compared to even just last year. Like it, it is a it's a big difference. And and with rates lower now and and just overall monthly payments lower, it's pretty incredible what we're what clients are able to achieve in in that matter. Yeah, this year twenty twenty one has been the year of the upsize. I mean, like. Plus, people are tired of living with their uh, with their families in a little close quarters and just seeing the equity growth. I mean, just take a step back here. I mean, when we're talking about equity, in case somebody's made it this far in the episode and they don't fully comprehend, equity is really simple. It's just the difference between what the value of your home is dictated today versus what you owe on that property. And it's a magical thing. It's a magical thing in a lot of areas in Canada right now with what we call appreciation growth. Appreciation is the growth of your property value uh, over time. And like Dean, you're just talking about 
about townhomes. I mean, my townhome was appraised for like $550,000 back in 2020, right? Um, I just got reappraised for $700,000. Uh, so it's $150,000 of equity there. And that's actually allowed me to do what we're talking about right now, which is to uh, personally make the step up to a, a detached home with a rental property and turn this into a rental property. I've seen my rental rate increase, and this is in the lower mainland. I've seen my rental income potential increase by over $200 per month. Combine that with what Derek mentioned with the longer amortization periods. Uh, my rates uh, obviously are lower. So payments lower, rates lower. I'm renting it out at a profit now. And I've used this equity in order to purchase another home with a rental income. So upsizing, whether it's from a condo to a townhome, townhome to a detached home, and then keeping your home is like the key. Don't sell your home. And those trends are not um, we're not, we're not missing those trends. So let's talk just for a second about like, uh, Derek, just some, some things that we were, are telling people to watch out for, like watch out for when we, we get started, when you're looking at upsizing things, some things to be uh, weary of, uh, whether you're working with us or somebody else. Yeah. I mean, we've labored this point throughout a lot of episodes, but penalties, if you're in a fixed rate mortgage, your penalty could be through the roof. <clears throat> it's a huge thing that you have to figure out before you proceed with doing this. Like the worst thing that can happen is you're walking into your lawyer's meeting and you haven't figured it out and you find out there's a $25,000 penalty and you don't have the money. So that's a huge piece that needs to be factored in, accounted for. If it makes sense to pay it, we can run some numbers and figure that out. Um, and then the next product, right? Like what does that next mortgage look like for you? Typically, when you go to a bank, they're primarily pushing the five-year fixed, and that's what most people take because it seems conservative. But, um, you know, I had somebody that was, they literally had a plan to move in three years, and they ended up in a five-year fix. This is through an upsize, uh, and that's probably going to cost them quite a bit of money. So products, penalties, just really knowing your numbers is huge. Um, and don't overestimate the value of your home. Like everyone likes to think that their house is the nicest one on the street. You know, my neighbor sold for six fifty, but mine's worth seven hundred because I have a you know an extra couple steps on my front door. Not always the case. So try to be conservative. Work with a really good real estate agent. Go conservative on your numbers too, because if you go and buy that new house because you found the perfect place and you need to go subject free, and then you sell and you get less than you thought, uh, again, it's a numbers issue that could be a, a massive problem come closing. And we're going to get into some topics here that are opportunities for you to access equity. And a lot of them don't require selling your home. And a lot of people, when they're picking a rate, like a fixed rate, they think like, oh, a fixed rate will be perfect for me because this is my forever home. I'm not going to be moving for five years, maybe even 10 years. But you also got to think about, okay, well, what's the opportunity loss? The co what's the opportunity cost for the loss of not being able to access some of these opportunities we're going to touch on because you're in that fixed rate and because you have that penalty. So it's not always about just selling. It's about all of these opportunities that we have because of all of this increased value because of the pandemic. And honestly, we've been in this industry for a long time now. This is always an ongoing opportunity. We've, we've since day one, we've gotten into this industry. We've always been able to see a lot of opportunity in regards to refinancing and accessing equity. It just, it's just where we live. We're really lucky that way. I love that point. What's your opportunity cost? What's the cost of waiting? What's the cost of not doing something? What's the cost of not making a move? We have action taker clients who have restructured their mortgage twice in less than two years and done big things, including me. Like all of us have done, had a chance to do that. And so like uh, listening to this episode, you're going to be ahead. So we're talking about trends a little bit. So one of the trends that we see or have seen has been 
<laughs> renovations. Now, renovations, uh, again, we're talking about equity here. I think there's two different ways we could talk about the renovation piece. Number one, we could talk about it when you're in the home that you're living in right now. So how to, how to build uh, uh, equity in the home or use your equity to renovate. Number two is when you're buying a property and how you can leverage that to obviously increase your equity on the home or just to make it more enjoyable. So just to talk on, on you know, number one, uh, which is taking equity out for the purpose of renovation. I mean, Dean, you're going through that process right now. Why don't you just touch uh, just on a couple kind of key trends that you're seeing people kind of uh, do or some suggestions that we're making for people who are maybe thinking about doing renovation? Yeah, I'd say the biggest trend is just trying to provide an opportunity for a better space that suits their life now. A lot of people have gone through many changes with work, pivoting to working from home uh, temporarily to now looking at it as a permanent thing that we're now, okay, this is like normal. I'm, I'm going to be working at home for the foreseeable future. Like there is no plan to go back. My my company's downsized or gotten rid of their office. So just the the, the normal um, parts of life that were, were just so different now than they were prior to the pandemic and, and just looking at, okay, like uh, maybe maybe this the house they have is big enough for what they want to do, but they don't have that that room for their gym or they don't have that room for their office uh, you know or in my case I'm building a, a separate building on my property to to relocate my my office and relocate some other things that uh, are important to me such as exercising and those sorts of things uh, or, or you know just finding the opportunity to provide some income by adding a suite to your property by by you know adding a suite to a, a, a you know a space above a garage that you can build like there's just there's just so many opportunities when it comes to renovating um, that are just coming to light because of people's lives changing so dramatically. Yeah, and I think to uh, just to add to that really quickly, the the equity part is just so key here in the growth of equity is allowing you to do that and how you access that and what to look out for is is so important. Derek touched on prepayment penalties a few minutes ago. The product that you put yourself into day one is going to impact you in two, three, four years. Everybody says, I'm not going to make a change in five years. I'm not going to do anything in five years. But when you look at the broad spectrum of opportunities, if you could add a rental suite in your property for 50 or 60 grand and generate $1,200 to $1,500 of rental income, which more than pays for itself, by the way, would you not consider that? And most people these days, especially with what's going on, whether it's a family member or whatever, million. Well, one, one thing I've noticed, just like a, a common show that comes up on TV is the, that love it or list it show where it, it's incredible what people realize they can do to their existing home before like they, their first thought is like I need to buy the home with all these things I want and then you know what I'm realizing in my own my own scenario here is I can actually add the things I want and be able to stay where I want to be and then I've seen people take this same approach as me build it out the exact way they want and then realize oh my gosh like I just increased even I just increased my value even more so by doing these renovations that now they're selling their home at an even higher price point than they could have ever imagined because they did some of these renos so it's like it's like a double hit for or in a positive way you just renovated your home with the equity you you just realized and now you're selling it with by you know triple down or i guess double downing on this on this equity you have by just creating more equity by adding the value right um that's a long way to get to what i was trying to say but at the end of the day it's, it's pretty incredible just how you can really compound equity by making some moves like this and some people do this with the purpose of selling 
like a lot of people are renovating because they want to keep their home and stay there and make it more comfortable and useful for themselves. And then some people, you know, maybe their house is a little bit older. They'll get a line of credit or draw, you know, twenty, fifty thousand dollars from their property, do a nice renovation to make it more appealing, more marketable, and they'll get a better resale price, right? So lots of different uses to renovate. And uh, I think the next piece we were going to touch on was investing. How do you utilize that equity to invest? Well, this is like my favorite topic of all time. And if you guys follow me on IG, you know, that this is something I talk about all day. So, so for trends going into 2021, I think, uh, you know, the number one thing that we have people asking about is well, obviously besides how do I access the equity is what should I invest in? And that's obviously a episode we've had multiple episodes, whether it's investing in town or out town or what to look at right now. But just the idea, the concept is is pretty cool because we're seeing more people open their eyes up to doing this. So a couple of things to know about if you're thinking about re, uh, refinancing or accessing your equity in your home to invest, like we talk about, it's the same rules apply. You can borrow up to 80% of the value of your current your current value of your home. So if your home's got a value, 80% of your current value. I saw a client buy a house eight months ago, refinance to borrow back up that 80% and just buy another investment property, which is so cool. So trend-wise, again, we're seeing people uh, look to keep their existing homes. Like that's been a big thing because the equity growth. So keep your home, move up. That's one of my favorite opportunities because you've already got the home. Obviously, you don't have to have any extra costs associated with it and you get to move up into your dream home or whatever your situation is. That's been huge. The second thing I see a lot of right now is uh you know it's vacation rentals and um but looking at as a looking at it as an investment purely right so whether it's you know pay, maybe a, a, an airbnb or or just a short-term rental or these types of things we're seeing a lot of people get creative around creating the lifestyle that they want by using the equity they have to make that move um and so been really neat to see people make that make that bump yeah it's a good point and we, this topic keeps coming up on in on my calls with with our clients around the Smith maneuver and how to how to utilize that and in refinancing to invest and actually using that equity if you have that sort of product which we've touched on in previous episodes again looking at compounding the the benefits of utilizing your equity that now becomes tax advantageous on your primary residence right so finding ways to really compound the equity is 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 what really excites me and, and just because it's pretty cool to be able to you know kill two birds with one stone or or three birds in that case yeah and i mean we're talking primarily real estate here but i've actually had some clients who play in the stock market and people buying coins dogecoin bitcoin and i mean when you look at interest rates if you're paying one and a half percent on your mortgage like if you're half decent at the stock market you can probably make up that difference right so I've seen a lot of people actually draw money from their property to invest in different spaces as well if they know what's going on. If it's a good strategy, I've had people pull money out just to fill up their tax-free savings account. Um, so yeah, there's lots of different uses from an investment standpoint. Obviously, real estate's been massive uh, and the vacation property thing's huge, huge. Everybody wants that spot to go to, not knowing if we can cross the borders for how long. Um, and yeah, the short-term pieces, I mean, you know, you get a property up in a Soyuz and, and you can Airbnb it for the majority of the year, but maybe you get four weekends and that's all you need, right? And you're still cash flowing. So there's really good opportunity there. Yeah, I look at that as like an opportunity, obviously, for your kids, for your future too. I mean, I think traditional mindset would be just, I'm going to buy an investment, or I'm going to buy a vacation home. I'm going to, you know, go there for four, three months or four months and then it's going to sit there. Well, 
this way you got people paying for your vacation for you and then setting up your, you know, obviously a uh, situation for your kids for the future. So you have a beautiful place for them to go when they grow up, which is pretty cool. And obviously if you're talking about a Soyuz, I mean, we've seen the bump in value over time and we're going to continue to see those, those bumps over time, as long as you're hanging on to the real estate. Now, if you are thinking about investing for real estate, you need to be doing a property, what we call internally equity analysis. And we're going to go too deep on that today, but you need to be looking at your amortization. You need to be looking at your payments. You need to be looking at the product type. You need to be looking at the product that you're going in to and you need to have a really clear plan one of the biggest mistakes that we see people make when it comes to investing and in using their equity in their homes is not setting themselves up with a good product day one and not being flexible in regards to making changes if necessary so flexibility is key and setting yourself up for success people typically just look for the lowest rate the cheapest option and they just work with anybody who has uh anybody who's got blood in them uh who's willing to t you know say that they can do investment financing when it comes to mortgage related investment financing you need to work with a team like ours or somebody who has experience with that i cannot obviously tell you that enough the mistakes that i see made in people's financing uh will you know are crazy and it will definitely set you back for years to come if you don't set yourself up day one so i mean on that topic alone it just comes down to timelines i mean when you have two transactions moving at the same time it's really important to plan and and have these uh, ducks in a row, so to speak, uh, way ahead of time, especially around the refinance part. If there's ever a refinance that's tied to a purchase of any sort, um, timelines are so crucial, especially in this market. I know we've touched on this in previous episodes, but can't uh, stress that part enough. Uh, planning and having these, these items completed uh, at crucial times uh, are very important. So on the next topic here, and this is somewhat investment related, we're, you know, one of the trends that we're seeing is people gift funds right uh to their kids or to their family members or things of that nature from the equity of their home to, to you know to buy a piece of real estate or to get into the market these types of things i got a little story i was in the hospital obviously as you guys know for a couple of weeks and i was talking to a nurse and the nurse and it was oh what do you do for work and we started talking for a while and uh, she said to me oh i've almost already paid off my home but she's like i don't know what my kids are gonna do i, I have no idea what they're gonna do in 10 or 15 or 20 years so we got to talking about the idea of her actually accessing the equity in her home um, through some different methods to to buy a, a property as a rental that she can eventually give to her kids in 10 or 15 years. And we just had a brief conversation about what that would look like from an appreciation standpoint, how, how much that would impact her budget, which was literally nothing. There was going to be literally no impact to her budget right now. And obviously in 10 or 15 years, whether she buys, let's say, two new condos or a couple of pre-sales or whatever that looks like, she's got something beautiful to hand down to her kids and they will be able to get into the market and own that property. And if she doesn't feel like it's the right time at that time, she can obviously offload it. But I mean, there's some unique strategies. If you just change your mindset from paying off your mortgage immediately to investing, if you have the time to pay it down. Yeah. And I mean, a totally different scenario is um, I'm working with a lady who has a fair amount of investments and her investments are, are doing significantly well. Um, and she was, she basically contacted the advisor to draw a couple hundred thousand dollars out that she wanted to gift to her son to help him buy a property. And when the advisor and I kind of ran the numbers, it was going to cost her a ton of money in tax. Plus, she's losing that return that she was earning on those investments and the cost of financing. I mean, she's paying a legal fee of $1,200 and a 1.45% interest rate, right? So for her, like it was a dramatic, dramatic savings uh, to go this route, to pull some money out of her residence rather than, you know, draining those investments. Yeah, I mean, it's just back to, you know, carrying a dead asset. Like, 
the cost of money at 1.45%, I would, I would imagine whether it's a great investment or, or just a, a good investment, you should be getting a better return than 1.45%, where I suggest you probably got the wrong financial advisor. Yes, absolutely. So refinancing to gift the funds, to pull out the line of credit, to uh, set your kids up for success. I mean, think bigger picture here. There's a lot of things you can do. In case anybody doesn't know, some hot tips on on refinancing and, and using the equity in your home. There's no limitation on the amount of times you can do it. Now, that's for good and bad, which we'll talk about in a quick second here. But there are no limitations um, on it. Um, I tell people this story about my situation all the time. I think I've refinanced my one condo five times in the last uh, nine, ten years, right? Like there's there's no limitations on the ability to do that. Uh, we've had clients who have done it twice in a year. So it just comes down to what you're using it for and and the value. And of course, we, we don't want you to just do it and, you know, go buy a $150,000 boat unless you're going to call us and bring us on there, of course. But um, <laughs> ideally, ideally, you're buying a, an appreciating asset. But if you are buying a boat, of course, seriously, call me. Uh, <laughs> just in regards to the limitations, uh, it's amazing how many people call us and think that they can't refinance because they just did it last year. Or in a lot of cases, I've had clients that did it January, like of this year, and it's makes sense to do it again believe it or not it actually makes sense to do it again um for for a number of reasons but they're thinking like oh i just did it in january there's no way i can do this again but there absolutely is so the limitations piece is the biggest one to to hit home there hit home there there is no limitation yeah and i think just one last example is uh, a lot of people that own businesses they might hold back money in their corporation and it's basically a tax deferral until it comes out. And I've had a lot of people that want to gift their kids money from their corporation, which is going to trigger this monster tax bill. So again, just another scenario where it makes financial sense to borrow from your property at one, two, even 5%, right? Rather than triggering that immediate tax bill. Yeah, that's a good point. So let's talk Let's talk a little bit about the consolidation piece. So using the equity consolidate. So in the last year, obviously the consolidate or the equity growth has actually been a lifesaver for a lot of our clients. I can, I can think of a, cu- a couple of people off the top of my head who would have traditionally had to sell their home, and um, uh, we're able to instead of doing that, pay off high cost debt. Uh, you know, put their family into a better situation and reduce their payments. I mean, uh, you know, straight up, there's a file that I worked on a few weeks ago where the guy was paying, I think, like $4,800 in debt, including his mortgage, his car loans, his lines of credit. And, you know, last year was tough on on this family. And uh, we were able to consolidate that down and reduce his payments to 2000 bucks. I mean, do we recommend doing that every year again? No, we don't. But, like, that's $2,800 of cash flow back in your pocket. Like, that's life-changing. That's literally life changing, and there's no limitation on consolidating credit card, car loan, you know, whatever those types of things are. So, like, don't be afraid to talk about it. But the one mistake I see people make in that arena all the time is they go straight to like an Alpine Credits, or they go straight to like some of these, you know, uh, online companies that say, "Hey, we'll give you a loan without qualifying." Like, even if you have to go to a second lender, or even if you have to look at some different options to do this consolidation, it's obviously worth exploring. But like, come and talk to an expert like us first. I mean, those companies are there for a reason. That's great. But they're typically not the best place to start. Yeah. And it's like a lot of clients do walk into their their branch and ask for a home equity line of credit to pay off these debts. And, and it's a lot harder to qualify for a home equity line of credit in addition to the mortgage you already have. 
and and then these clients not realizing that they can break their mortgage because of you know these preconceived thoughts of of limitations to refinancing their mortgage and then getting advice from somebody at a bank that doesn't do just mortgages they're doing a whole gambit of different tasks and responsibilities in the branch and i mean nothing against the banking system but those people are doing far too much. They're wearing far too many hats. And, and they don't have the, the, the knowledge to recommend some of the restructuring plans that, that come to mind to us right away. That's just like common sense to us. And, and, and it's, just, it's just not common sense to the rest of you know, the public when you're not educated on these items. And, and I think that's a big one. It's like they walk into the bank, the home equity line of credit's not achievable, so then they call Alpine Credits, right? Straight up, like the people when you're walking into the branch, again, we don't want to like we're not going to hate on banks because we use banks for financing but the advice that we hear every day is just like it's just shocking like when you're walking in there you got to keep in mind like these guys are not necessarily financial experts it says financial planner on their their badge but anybody could get hired and become a financial planner i mean you need to be definitely looking at the whole picture lending is all we do so that's one of those things where we want to make sure to look at that that whole situation for you, make sure it makes sense. Dean or Derek, any thoughts um, on that consolidation piece? Just one last piece on the home equity line of credit. This product is not meant for a long-term debt. It, it, like if you have a long-term balance, if you think you're gonna be carrying a balance for more than eight months, home equity line of credit is not the product for you. So even if you do qualify for it, and it does work to consolidate, you know, the 19.99% interest, and you think you're saving a ton of money, which you are in that case, you can save more. And it's it is really important to know that that product is not a forever balanced product. It's meant to pay down and, and utilize on an ongoing basis. But you know, when you're carrying an $80,000 balance on there, you're paying too much flat out, you are paying too much. Yeah, we see a lot of people that go into the line of credit product because they think it's flexible and they like the fact that it's not a mortgage. Um, but people get caught up with the fact that you can just make an interest-only payment. And like, I'll talk to people three years later and they haven't paid a penny down on their principal because they've been making interest-only payments, right? So um, it, there is a way to utilize the line of credit properly, but right now when you look at the difference in interest rates, you're paying close to 3% on a line of credit and one and a half on a mortgage. It just makes so much sense to take a mortgage if it's a long-term thing. Um, and just lastly on the consolidation piece, I actually talked to a lot of people and they're like, no, I don't want to pay off my car loan or my student loan because that's a five-year loan and I don't want to pay that off over 30 years, right? Which is fair, but you can keep in mind, like, let's say we drop your payments by $1,500 by paying off your car loan, your student loan, your credit cards. You don't have to necessarily take advantage of that drop in payment by like living a better life and spending more money. You could keep your payments the same and you could just pay your mortgage down way quicker if that's your goal, right? If your goal is bringing that balance down, there's ways to take advantage of it. You're dropping your interest rate. You know, you're making things a lot more comfortable in case you need it. You know, you have a hard month or you have a slow month at work. You have that minimum payment that you can revert back to. But I do hear that quite a bit and uh, there's just a lot of ways to get around that. No doubt. And we're going to end it off with our favorite thing. Number one, guys, when you walk in and you pick that mortgage product, keep in mind, you need to know how to get out of it. So again, if you're going fixed, I'm looking at a message right now from 8.18 p.m. last night from a friend of mine. And he didn't get his mortgage through me, oh, which was his mistake. But he's calling me saying, hey, man, I've got this investment property. I want to refinance. I want to reduce my payments. His mortgage is only 250 grand. Guess what his penalty is? $24,000 and he said nobody ever told me that I would be paying that type of penalty if they did I would never do that so hey 
we're going to start off, we're going to end off the episode talking about the same things we always talk about. But guys, listen, if you are going to go into whatever the heck you go into, just remember there's something we call total cost. Dean already hit the nail on the head on opportunity cost, which is the cost of not doing something. And Derek obviously makes tons of good points. So I don't need to rattle off all those. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll end off the episode there. So if you want to find out about accessing equity in your home, it's so easy to do. First of all, send us a DM at Thrive Mortgage Co. Check out our website at thrivemortgage.ca. And if you're loving the show, guys, we are waiting for you to leave us that five-star review. It means a lot to us. iTunes, click five stars. Tell us what you think. And again, we've got those beautiful Thrive mugs to give away. They're just sitting there on the counter waiting for you guys. So thanks again for listening to another episode. Let us know what you think. Uh, we love, love, love having you guys here. And we'll see you next time.